Francis Chan Friday, Christian Comics, and Bible Baffle. That's Kwame and Company on the Word. For I love Bible Baffle. I listen whenever I can every day so that I learn more about the Word. And the music is so uplifting. And I love that you have the weather and the updates on what's happening in the world and locally. Well, she had sort of a, a program promotion right there for Kwame and Company on the air. Mm-hmm. Right they, they, there, we go, and that's six a.m. Monday through Friday, and Sunday from six weekend. to ten. Six to ten on Sunday. All right. So they said we'd never get to the silver anniversary <laughs> podcast. Well, you're uh, big on this. They say they said, yeah, <laughs> it happens in in politics. They say. Or, mm-hmm. or uh, people that call the radio station to complain about things. Yeah. All, me and all my friends. Right. Yeah, that's a very common. <laughs> it's got to be about 1,000 people. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Those are the people that said, uh, you said we couldn't get to 20. Or they say, uh, they said, yeah. do a podcast. It'll be fun, they said. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> no. We have fun with this. I think so. Uh, so one of the things we've been uh, doing for the last... Well, we did on the last podcast is lazy <laughs> at its finest, right? Yes. It, it, it seems like it's been a long time because we've been talking about this on the air too. Right. But uh, these are stories. Reader's Digest does this once in a while. They say, um, if you want to be on the magazine and everybody says, oh, Reader's Digest, sure. I'd love to be in Reader's mm-hmm. Digest. Send us your version of clever ways to get things done. Okay. Sure. Wouldn't you Ingenious know? Ingenious people that are lazy. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of lazy people out there. <laughs> uh, this one is titled "Working Smarter, Not Harder." Okay, from Mary Garrett of Saint Peter's, Missouri. Now, Mary's got a unique way of putting things. She okay. says, "I had a coworker who delighted in finding unpleasant tasks for me." Oh, oh. fun! Oh. Delighted in that. That's the kind of person you want to work with. Yeah. Such as sealing a stack of envelopes for which I used a wet paper towel instead of my tongue. Well, that's that. I mean, every somebody's got to do it. Well, yeah. Well, it's we not, have a machine that does it here. So. Oh, we got a machine that licks things? Uh-huh. Wow. Well, it licks and stamps them at the same time. Oh, man. The lick stamping machine. Is that what we call that? <laughs> yeah. I, that's... No, no wonder I never send mail out. That's I don't know how to use That's the postal machine that you don't know how to use. I didn't know anything about it. That's why Lori gets things done. Okay. So anyway, this this unpleasant task worker handed Mary a uh, a, a long adding machine tape. So get the the, the long string uh-huh. of paper. Right. Uh, asking me to find out how many items were added together. Okay. So, so you count them basically. Yeah, right. or you just set the adding machine to that setting because it'll tell you. Okay, well, apparently she already made the tape, so it's not Oh, gonna... okay. Okay, so she'd given Mary the tape and said, count these things. <laughs> Cheapers. So instead of counting, Mary's going, mmm, she's pointing at her head like, I know what I'm going to do. She used a ruler to figure out how many items per inch and measured the tape. Oh, my goodness. And multiplied it out. Mary's thinking. Mm-hmm. Of course, that seems like just as much math as counting them. Well, more. I, I mean, yeah, it you seems just, like you more. Just trouble. make a little check mark by each one or something. I mean, 
We could write an addendum to Mary's thing, write it into Reader's Digest. <laughs> I used a highlighter to mark them as I counted them. Yeah, right. You know, uh, anyway, so she measures the tape, multiplies it by the items per inch, and Mary says, our supervisor commend, commended me for handling an unpleasant situation well. Ooh. I think Mary is the one that would be a little unpleasant to work with. <laughs> yeah. Every time you give her something to do, she ends up writing Reader's Digest about it. <laughs> My boss at work continually gives me things to do that I don't want to do. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got, uh, when, speaking of commended on it. Yeah. So when I worked at Prudential, we had. You worked at Prudential? I did. The insurance company? Well, I worked at the home office. So we paid like the insurance agents and oh. the, we, I did, I worked in payroll. So, oh, oh, so you weren't like the last line against fraud. You were paying other workers? Yes. Okay. I, I paid the, the, so I had a bunch of different um, agencies that were on the East Coast, actually. That's who my people were. Okay. And anyways, so in our department, yeah. we had just rows and rows of file cabinets. Okay. There, there I can a, imagine. Okay. Just all of these. Because anytime that, like a W, right, W4s came in yeah. and all this Gotta other save stuff. save it. Yep. So you had all these cabinets filled with stuff from the different agencies. Did you have an unpleasant boss that made you file things? Well, we had to file our own stuff. Oh, okay. But I, I can't remember exactly what I did, but I took the whole filing system basically and reorganized everything so it was oh. easier to find, uh, old stuff gotten rid of. Okay. I, I revamped the whole filing system anyways. It was so this big was this a room. filing system now that you're the only one that had uh, knew how to how to operate oh, it? Oh, no, no. Because oh, that could have been job security. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no. no, but I, I redid the whole thing. Little did they know that this was like, they thought, oh, this is a terrible job. Like, who would yeah. want to do that? But organizing stuff, it, like. Oh, you loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You and Brian Regan I, I would be. I was in uh, heaven know. for like the whole yeah. week. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Now can I go clean and organize your garage? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, well, then they gave me like a certificate and gave oh. me a special, like, I can't remember what they called it, but it was, it, there was like an award. Oh. Yeah. For taking the initiative. Oh, yeah. For just taking care of a problem that was wow. there. That so. would have been worth a letter to Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny because it was like, cool. well, thanks for that, but I did yeah. need a certificate. Yeah, well, just being able to do it was enough thanks. And you probably wouldn't hang it on your wall anyway because you got to keep the wall clean. You know, I had it somewhere. Oh, okay. I think I might still have it somewhere in a All file, right. but All right. like <laughs> just because I don't remember someday. what it was for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my certificate. Right. Uh, this one, Here's one more from Lynn Chester of Southport, North Carolina. Lenchester, or if you say it fast, it sounds like a town by itself. Lenchester. Where are you from? Lenchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenchester said, uh, he titles this 1% inspiration, 99% condensation. <laughs> okay. You know what we're talking about oh. here? Yeah, he was walking to the other side of the house to fill his watering can. That's just too much trouble, said Len. Oh, yes. Instead, I keep the can underneath the air conditioner vent near the door. It's a two-part solution. The can catches the drip. The vent fills the can throughout the day, so it's full when I water in the morning. Sure. I guess you could do that, and it would be soft water because it's it's uh, like right. processed water. Did something distilled or something similar for the 
the fish tank. Oh, yeah. So the fish tank, you, if you take the stuff right out of the faucet, you have to do all this conditioning you to it. You have to add yeah. stuff to it, yeah. chemicals and whatnot. Change the pH. But balance, if so. you take it out of the dehumidifier. Oh, now we're talking. Already done for you. Boy, you and Len could have made a great couple on this ladder here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Len. Instead of walking around to the spigot, you have to walk around to the air conditioner van. So I'm not sure if it's a huge positive there, but right, what especially you do, for that purpose. I don't know. My mom has a rain barrel, and they just dump. All right, dip the. Or you could just put the plant under the air conditioner. There you go. Save all <laughs> kinds of time. Take out the whole middleman. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I noticed when, with the fish thing. Yeah. I tested water. I tested bottled water. Like the stuff that you get at the grocery store, the stuff yeah. that comes sealed, all that kind of stuff. They, yes. they, they are none of those are in balance. Oh, really? Yeah. For fish tanks, anyway. Right. Yeah. So when I did the pH test and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff, it was only the dehumidifier. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it was fresh, uh, fresh pH balance. Yeah. Right? right there from your basement. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. okay. So Can just we a do tip for more? anybody who needs, you know, to use the dehumidifier. Add more, yeah. Use the dehumidifier. Just take the holes because some dehumidifiers you can put holes on. Yeah, just run it right through the fish tank. <laughs> Cut out the middle person. <laughs> <laughs> um, this comes from um, Jerry Lang of South Barrington, Illinois. Jerry said once while pulling into the driveway, I rolled down my car window and grabbed my empty garbage can to drive it up to the garage. I gotta admit, Jerry, I've done the same thing. I've hooked. Well, we had a really, really long long driveway when yeah. we rented a house yeah and we'd tip it over on t- and hook it on the, the hitch on uh, the hitch yep. okay well all right so this is more common than jerry believes apparently yes apparently <laughs> <laughs> or at least more common than the editor at the reader's digest believes because <laughs> right. he still put it in You're right uh my neighbor gave me a thumbs up and a huge smile it's one thing to be lazy but it's quite another to get affirmation for it <laughs> <laughs> okay jerry all right. I know that's how my neighbor brings theirs up to their driveway too. Their theirs is a little longer than our driveway yeah. is now, but I make my we don't even bring ours all the way up to the house. Ours oh, goes yes. towards the end of the driveway, yeah. sits along the side in, so you in can our meet yard. Halfway, you come out from the house and halfway down the driveway. Oh no, it's like fifteen yard, fifteen feet or something like that from yeah. the end of the. But it's not in the cul-de-sac, so okay. we t- pull it off the road. Yeah, we set it to the side. I make the boys take the garbage all the way up to the end of the oh, driveway. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. You're that, make them that, get their exercise. That boss that uh, That's right. conditioning them for the boss that makes you count the tapes. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, this is Kwame Company on the Word, the 25th podcast, Pod 25. And coming up, Christine Kane, she's talking about uh, uh, prayer here on the Kwame Company podcast. You know, I've discovered probably more than anything else in my life, and especially since starting the A21 campaign, where there is so much darkness and there is so much oppression. I've discovered that a a prayerful life is a powerful life. And people often ask me, Chris, how do you pray? You know, you travel so much and you're in different countries and time zones. Well, the good thing is that the Lord never sleeps nor never slumbers. So wherever I am, he's awake and I can talk to him at any time. Prayer for me, it's not a formula. I don't read books on 16 effective ways to pray, uh, spiritual warfare, prayer mapping, kamikaze, kung fu, fight to the east, north, south, west. I don't know. It's all too complex for me. Um, you know, Jesus says, look, it's this simple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom. I just start. I start with the greatness of God and acknowledging who he is and hallowed be 
his great name and then praying that his will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven and believing and trusting God that he cares about everything and you know for me I just we flew in from America uh, from Australia to America yesterday and my husband uh, somehow lost his briefcase in LAX now people I don't know if you understand that the statistical probability of getting back your briefcase with all of the contents the money computers iPad the whole nine yards is probably next to zero well you know what when we realized maybe eight hours after the event that that we didn't have the briefcase um, we just kind of grabbed hands over the kitchen sink it's not very deep and just went you know what father I know that you care about the small stuff as well as the big stuff this isn't global human trafficking but it's a briefcase and it's just be really inconvenient to have to start you know canceling credit cards and and reporting lost things and doing uh, insurance claims and you know what the very next day we get a phone call from LAX someone had handed the bag in and I just loved it I loved it that God cares about the small things he cares about the big things and you can come to him about everything you know there is no formula there is not a style uh, there is not a volume that is important to God you just ask the Bible says you have not because you ask not you know what I've learned to do I've just learned wherever I am in whatever state I am just to simply reach out to God and ask just make sure you stay connected to him that's literally all prayer is don't complicate it just talk to God I talk to him through the day all day every day you know what I even talk to him out loud sometimes I, people think I'm weird I had to apologize today I was at the hairdresser and um the guy stepped out for a minute that was cutting my hair and I just I forgot where I was and I just talked out loud to God he came back in he looked around the room like who are you talking to I said I'm so sorry just having a quick chat to God he thought I was smoking crack but you know what whatever it is just talk to God wherever you are at any time in normal language he knows where you're at and he wants to commune with you pray I love what CC says you pray I pray we pray whether it's by intercom or rattling the wall, we'll get Amy's attention for Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Phil and Amy with you today on the Kwame and Company podcast. You know what number we're on today, Amy? 25! Yay! We should have, <laughs> you know, there should have been some confetti dropping from the ceiling when you said that. I think our cleaner would have probably hated oh, us for that. Yeah, yeah. She and since it's my daughter-in-law. Oh, since yeah. it's my daughter-in-law. I have a boss fun. that's my mother-in-law, <laughs> and she dumps confetti in the control room. <laughs> right. Can't get it out of anything. Okay. That could be a bottom-of-the-column news story, which I happen to have in my, in my hand here. Bottom-of-the-column news from Seaford, uh, England. There's a, just a plethora of English bottom-of-the-column news. I'm not sure why. All of a sudden, it's just England stories, uh, mm -hmm. back-to-back. Uh, and Now, we should say, I suppose, bottom-of-the-column news refers to news that's less important than, like, normal news. It's, a it's not a headline. Right. Mm -hmm. Put it at the bottom just to fill in the white space that would be there. Otherwise. Right. Goes Before under computers. advertising. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the, uh, this is from Seaford, England, the 12th century... St. Peter's Church. So this is a, a what, 900-year-old church, 12th century, something like that. Is that right? That'd be the 1100s. Mm -hmm. uh, well, anyway, it's renowned for its eerie quietness. Weird. So what they did, they made a 30-minute CD of total silence. Uh, first as a small fundraising project, but then later for general sales. So they, they set up, it's a, it's a picture, too, of inside the church. And mm -hmm. it's just quiet. 
And, oh. and those who have heard it said they could make out an occasional squeaking of footsteps on the wooden floor or a very distant hum of a passenger car going by outside. Or one admiring parishioner said, people sometimes like to sit down and just have a little piece of quiet. So it's not, it's not actually total silence, but it's as if you're in a totally quiet room and you still hear just a little... I'm sure a mouse or something, you know, who knows all the little things you hear more. Right. Better because it's so quiet. But Mm -hmm. so it still probably actually gives you more of the impression of being quiet than a blank CD. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which, which would be kind of easy to make. You just take the CD right out of the, the wrapper of the new ones. (laughs) Just play it. Put them in another (laughs) wrapper and send it out to people. That'll be $30. Right. Word of mouth has attracted orders from uh, the noise annoyed as far away as Ghana. What would somebody in Ghana be doing with a with a thirty minute CD of a St. Peter's Church? I I, I don't know. I just I guess I would just use noise canceling headphones and. Well, I would do it too. It might be more expensive than the CD, but well, oh, oh yeah. Anyway, okay, it's bottom more of convenient. the convenient. They go it. with you. It's bottom of the column. It's not good. Uh, let's see here. What else haven't I, I'm trying to remember which ones we did on the podcast and which ones we did. You're supposed to write B or B on them. Well, I, the system broke down. See, (laughs) some of them, some of them I did, (laughs) but the system is not foolproof. Uh, flying animals. We talked about that one. I think this one, I know we haven't done on either one. So I'm going to get my pen out and put a P on here. Podcast. New York City's Department of Parks and Recreation has completed its two-year project of assigning ID numbers to every one of its 685,781 trees in all five oh, boroughs of New York. My goodness. You thought you thought your filing system was a project. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Now we're talking. You know how they did this? I have no idea. 2,300 volunteers. Walk the streets and then posted each tree's location, measurements, Google Street View image, and ecological benefits for the surrounding neighborhood. Like, are r- you kidding me? Rainwater retained, air pollution reduced, etc. So, this involved. seems like a total waste of money, is oh, what that seems like. It seems, uh, I, I can see. Uh, and so then it's like, oh, number 486,742 <laughs> died yesterday. Yeah. Oh, we got to redo this whole thing now. <laughs> Rats. Well, I could see having a survey of trees so you know, oh, uh, the Asian boar beetle or something is killing all our ash trees or whatever. Something and, and, like and, that. But, I mean, that's at least yeah. beneficial, but just knowing how many there were yeah. and really yeah. the the benefit of is so each one has the benefit. They don't have different benefits. They're right. all oxygen right. giving, rain, I, water I, retaining. You could list that for all of them. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, you know, so but the hard part is walking the streets <laughs> yes. and posting and a Google view, Google Street View image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Location measurements. Wonder if they put a little tag on them like they do when they catch carp and, and yes. you know, and then let them go again. So I think it's interesting. And they stamped the number in the side of the tree and killed it. Right, right. <laughs> Hammer a little brass plaque on it, which mm-hmm. is a perfect uh, spot for the invasive. <laughs> species to get through yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i think we did that one uh flying animals we did that right 
flying animals? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we might as well go on to the next thing, which is... <laughs> oh, we talked to the guys at Smile Again Ministries. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they've got a new leadership now. Sure. And they're they're changing direction. Well, they're not changing direction. Is this Tristan? They're, Tristan Borland, yeah. yeah. Uh, used to be a pastor still, you know, always once a pastor, always, always a pastor. pastor but, right. but still... Different comp- uh, he's not role. preaching. Right, right. And this is an organization that, that uh, ministers to people who have lost a child. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get Tristan in here. 91.5 and 102.7, the word. We're talking about Smile Again Ministries today with Tristan Borland and uh, Smile Again Ministries ministering to families that have gone through the grief of losing a child. And you're not a stranger to this, are you, Pastor Borland? No, no. Um... So in, in 2016, our, our daughter, Maria, she was our third daughter, um, got a virus in, in three days later, she, she died. She wow. died very quickly. It was uh, shocking. Um, it turned our life completely upside down. Yeah. And, uh, so we, we lost her very, uh, very quickly. In your case, you weren't expecting anything. I mean, this no, was she was, blue. she had no chronic illness, no, um, nothing. It was, she was a healthy, happy, almost four year old little girl. Yeah. And uh, it's it, a reminder to all of us of how quickly this life can go. And so, uh, so yeah, we, we were devastated. Um, Jill um, was uh, actually nine months pregnant at the time with our fifth daughter. Oh, yeah. And so um, we lost Maria. And then one week to the day of losing Maria, our, our daughter Lucy was born. And so just going through just this emotional roller coaster there. Yeah, un- unbelievable. And, you know, I was pastoring at the time and, and, Damn. um, it, it was just a just a, a devastating season. Um, and God was with us, but it was it was a hard uh, several years. Yeah, and um, and so so when we saw this position open after resigning from ministry, we just felt like okay, this is this is where God's leading us yeah. in this to to serve other families. Um, but it, but it's not easy. And any family that has lost a child, uh, it's it's as if you you wake up in one world. And you go to bed in a different world. It's yeah. everything uh, changes when, when you lose a child. Well, I've talked to Laura's story about uh, the singer, Laura's story about uh, uh, the direction her life took after her husband. Now, this isn't a, a, exactly the same, but uh, mm-hmm. the plan of God was her point. When her husband uh, had, a, had a brain injury and is alive and yet uh, and recovered in in many ways but not completely i mean yeah. you know long-term yeah. brain injury stuff that's oh it's a grief a for stuff. sure and that's become her main ministry yeah. and she said you know if i would have known god's plan or or thought i knew god's plan i would have run in the other direction but now yeah. it's part of my life it's part of me it's who i am yeah. and uh, the, boy that's a that's a shift in in the thought process isn't it Boy, oh, it is, and and yet, I mean, it's it is in the gospel, right? Like, yeah, it, it's the cross. It's right. it's the, we we will all uh, partake in the sufferings of our Lord if we follow Him. He tells us to pick up our cross, and it's different for each person. But yeah, a, a devastating brain injury or any type of grief or loss or chronic illness, uh, these are are crosses that we carry. But but Christ can and does redeem or work in them. Yeah. Not not that they are lessened or not that the pain isn't there or the suffering doesn't exist, but, but God can work even in the worst of situations for sure. Well, when you, with your new position now at Smile Again Ministries and reaching out to these families that have gone through loss like that, are there, are there uh, uh, aspects of the loss that we all share that you can, that you hope to address when people come, whether it be for the residential, uh, like uh, staying 
at the the uh, secluded uh, Smile Again Ministry Center or or however you reach out to people? Are there common things you're looking to help at? Um, boy, that's that's a good question. I think some of the commonality is um, when 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 there there are things that are common to grief and suffering. I think for for families, but but I will say this: every situation is different. So we dove in in July. We started in July. We hosted a bunch of families this summer. Everyone was different. Yeah. Uh, every, every loss is unique to the family, to the person. Um, there are commonalities in, in suffering and grief, but, but every individual who's loved by God and created in his image is precious. And to lose that precious person is a unique loss. And so one of our things in ministry is just to walk with each family where they are, and that's been a different every every family every situation has been fundamentally different this yeah, year. Yeah. So I would imagine some families just want what's a word I'm looking for alone time. Yeah, just a, a time to reset and yeah. and get away. And uh, you know, Northwoods of Minnesota, that's the place. A hundred percent. There's and and it's some people want to come and talk and and process. And others just need need space and time and and maybe that's a you know one of the things we also want to do is come along people who know people who've lost because a lot of times we all know other people who've lost but we don't know what to do right if you yeah, haven't lost right, a right. child so so even part of our ministry part of our outreach is not to necessarily do direct service for everyone but if you're listening right now and you've got somebody in your church or somebody in your neighborhood who's who's gone through great loss who's lost a child. Um, we want to come alongside the people that know and love these people uh, because, you know, we don't have answers to all of the tragedies and grief of, of people's lives, yeah. but to equip and help others to know how to walk in uh, tragedy and loss is another thing that we're really trying to develop as a ministry. So word of mouth referrals is probably a big aspect of, of how people come to you. A hundred percent. I think, I think we, we want to get the word out. We We plan on, you know, going out and speaking in churches and, um, you know, try, trying to just spread the word about what we're doing, but it is such a personal and intimate kind of work that, um, yeah, the closer we are connected to the people, probably the more natural it is. Um, so it's not an accident that you're listening this morning uh, and, and that you're hearing about Smiling Good Ministries and a particular family just came to mind. Uh, this could be part of your God's plan for you and that family's life. Yeah. Well, and, and, if, and if you do know somebody else, somebody's out there, like, please just call us, reach out, you know, yeah. we'd, we'd be glad to connect with you. Uh, we, we recognize like not everybody's going to come, you know, it's, it's a pretty big ask, especially when somebody's very fragile in their grief to pat, you know, some people really, they're at a place where they really want to process, but especially in the first couple of months, uh, and people are just trying to survive. And so right. we don't, we don't even see, I think a lot of families come until uh three, six, maybe 12 months after, after their loss. Cause they're not even fully ready to deal with it. Yeah. But but if you're out there and you know somebody, absolutely give us a call, look us up. We'd we'd love to walk with you as you love your family, your friend. What are those contact uh, bits of information again for Smile Again Ministry? Yeah, let me. I'll just give you the the direct line to our ministry. It's three two zero three one zero eight eight seven seven. Again, three two zero three one zero eight eight seven seven. Give us a call. We'd love to walk with you and and serve you as you serve the people you you care about. Slow talkers, Dan and Chan, portion size, and our panel of experts. It's Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word.
Kwame and Company podcast number 25. They said, oh, they'll never get past three. And then every time, every time we got another program done. I'll just be say, more impressed if we get past five people listening. Well, that would be good, too. <laughs> Maybe we I, should have a new number I'll, to list. I'll have to, I'll have to check and see how many. How many people it's listen? It's been a while, yeah. Okay. It's been a while since they've checked. Most of them have... Anywhere from five to thirteen people that have listened. So this reminds me of uh, the other day uh, on the broadcast. So tell your friends, I should say. No, tell your okay. friends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On uh, the other take, day on the broadcast, take I'm an sorry ad for out interrupting. In the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. well, anyway, I had just said, uh, you know, um, uh, you better uh, get your ticket now for the Ren Collective because they're going. Mm-hmm. And you said it too. Yeah. And uh, then Lori came in and said. Uh, uh, yeah, they, uh, they just, uh, gave us the totals. There were two left. Oh, <laughs> so probably a note would have been nice. You yes. Know? Yeah. Was, you know, Somebody letting us know. Just, uh, so at this point, I don't know. They're probably gone unless somebody probably, canceled. Right. The only way would be to volunteer, I suppose. Oh, oh, how do you do that? Get a hold of me. How do you do that? Call the station. Two one eight five six eight four four two two. I'm being obnoxious. I know. <laughs> That's so, right. I was just letting it go. You might just uh, write a letter to Reader's Digest about me. This <laughs> obnoxious host you know, that I have to work with. Repeating the same thing over and over again. And then saying that people said something that I know he's just making up. Right. They said that. They said. They said that. There's no they. No, there's I no know way. there's no they. Oh, no, it's just it's just him. Right. He said that. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of he that said something, Joshua, there's there a segue, huh? Joshua <laughs> Ryan Butler, <laughs> a he That's that said something. Oh, it could be pretty much anybody, couldn't it? But uh, there was a, a uh, they that actually said something. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua, Joshua, he's a lead pastor at Redemption Church in Tempe, Arizona. He's an author. He he uh, helps people wrestle with the tough topics of the Christian faith, and and he's been talking about apologetics and how that has changed. You know, in the the generation, you know, the selfie generation. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call our generation. Sure. Um, the question isn't valid unless it's my question, mm. or or you know. So sure, it used to be apologetics was aimed at, you know, the the great theological questions that. Everybody asked, "Right, what is life all about?" And you know, right. who knows? Now it's like it's my question. Mm-hmm. If you're not answering my question, that's the truth. To me, is what I believe is truth. For what sure, I, you yes. know. So, how does apologetics work in this generation? What, the, my pet peeve statement. Yeah. My truth. My truth. Yeah. Oh. Or my God wouldn't do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, anyway. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Mm. yeah. They they said that. <laughs> well, jo- Joshua Ryder here is uh, is uh, talking about the role of apologetics today in this day and age in the outreach mission. So, sure. Yeah, here's Joshua. Yeah, I think apologetics plays an increasingly important role in mission and evangelism. Back in the day, it used to be that you know the. If you wanted to have kind of the questions, you know, you had to go out and find the questions, whereas today the questions are kind of coming to you, all right? So what I mean by that is 
back in the day, it's not that people didn't have questions about the faith or whatever, but uh, if you wanted kind of arguments against the faith or uh, kind of challenges to the Christian faith, you know, you kind of had to go to the library, check out a book, read up on it, and there were some who would do that. Um, but today it seems more through media, through online, through whatever else, uh, People are having questions, caricatures of the Christian faith, questions and challenges to it that come up. It's just more pushed out into the popular sphere, uh, mainstream sphere. And so I do think that it's important that uh, as we interact with people outside of the body of Christ and even within that have some of these tough, challenging questions, uh, that we ourselves press into knowing how to love our friends and our family and others, coworkers and others well, who have these tough questions. And I think part of it is it's not so much about being the person who has all the right answers. Sometimes that's maybe a a caricature of apologetics some people have. It's it's just about having all the right answers and being able to crush someone in an argument or whatever. And I don't think that's the goal. I think the goal is actually that we'd be equipped to love people well. Because the reality is many of us have daughters and sons and uh, relatives and friends and people who uh, just have some real hang-ups or obstacles to encountering Jesus as he truly is and falling in love with the Savior. So I like to think of evangelism uh, and apologetics here less as like a chess match. Uh, a friend of mine gave this analogy once that sometimes we tend to think of um, apologetics like a chess match, like I'm in a battle with the other person and we're going to battle to see who wins. He gives his argument and or she gives hers and I give my argument and we go back and forth and we see ultimately who, who has the victory and the goal is like, I beat you, right? And going, no, that's not the goal of apologetics. I think of it more as like we're setting someone up on a blind date, right? Like where the goal is actually introducing someone, to, a, a person that you love to someone that you actually think is best for them, is the best fit for them, but they might have some misperceptions of that person and, and, and who they are. And we want to introduce people to Jesus, uh, but part of that means maybe overcoming some of the obstacles, um, either misperceptions or at times maybe the right perceptions, but maybe understood in the wrong way, if that makes sense. <laughs> we want to help people, though, to be able to encounter Jesus clearly and as he truly is. And finally, I think there's actually an opportunity uh, with apologetics for us to go deeper ourselves into the faith. Um, I've often found that one of the reasons that uh, there are kind of these caricatures and things of the faith out there is at times that we've perpetuated them as the church. And I think these can become good opportunities to press deeper back into the Bible, back into a robust, uh, theologically faithful, you know, a robust theology that's faithful to the historic witness of the church and that we would uh, be able to understand our own faith better. And so it's not just that apologetics is getting equipped for evangelism, but part of it, it's helping us go deeper into our own faith and our life with Christ. Uh, And hopefully as we do that, we'll be better equipped to share the love of Jesus with his world. Well, we're getting to the end of Kwame and Company podcast number 025, and you know what I'm going to say. Uh, You don't want to say what I'm going to say. I know you know what I'm going to say. 26 is next, and no one said that we'd ever get to 26. <laughs> yeah, right. They said. <laughs> no, they said we'd never they get to we'd 26. We'd never get to 25, much less 26. <laughs> no one said that. We'll have to try and prove them wrong. That's my better. Them. <laughs> prove them wrong. It's the people at the counter at the uh, holiday gas station <laughs> when I go get my coffee. I'm going to go get a coffee now and see what they say now. Who knows what they'll say? Tim Tebow now on podcast I'll, I'll have to walk up there and say, to live Kid Hope, a life of we just finished podcast 25. You know what's next? They'll say, you'll 
nothing. You're gonna get, just going to stop. Right. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah, see you next time.